Eric Estevez, welcome to the show. I appreciate you. Uh, how's everything going? You're also a lender, just like me, and an entrepreneur. Uh, I appreciate your time. I think you can provide a lot of value to our listeners here. Uh, reading your bio here, you're a hustler. Uh, you, you resonate a lot of stuff that I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, I'm super excited to have you on, my friend. Uh, Sizzra, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. So tell us a little, I mean, I kind of gave it away that you're a lender, but tell us a little what do you, what do, you do and how you got started, what motivates you and, you know, what, what, what makes you like wake up and, and crush the day every day? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I think just like you, Sidrid, I think uh, we're much more than lenders, right? I think uh, we're, we're business owners. And, and you know, I um, for 14 years, I was in the retail space, right, in the retail leadership space. And I led teams for Fortune 50 companies. And, you know, I had three to 500 people that reported to me at any given time. Um, and I did very well. I was, I was, you know, I was the top of the, you know, food chain and, and, you know, make, making really good money, making bonuses and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, right. And, and I think, you know, luckily as I worked my way up in, in that environment, um, I was able to take some risks and I wrote a book with my wife, right. About my dog Chacho, which we're, we're, we're developing a, a series, uh, for that book. Um, it, was, it was one of our first entrepreneurial ventures. Um, then I started, you know, flipping apps, right? I was like, I want to do something. And, I, and you know, I, I, I got bought skins and apps, got a, got a developer and, and just flipped it and sold it. Um, but then I started investing in real estate passively and I just fell in love. You know, um, I started working with someone who was flipping a lot of houses um, at a time in New York and saw the process and learned about hard money. Um, and I, I've been fortunate that my father actually has been a lender for a long time, but he was a one man team, Sidrid, right? Um, so I, I kind of had that in me and I knew about real estate and I wanted to invest. And I went and I flipped the house. I bought a nice house and added a level in a beautiful neighborhood. And I was, I was thinking about those things all the time, even while I was at my nine to five, so you will, right? So um, one day I just, I just, you know, told my boss, I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm, you know, tell me how many, how much time do you need to replace me? And I think I, I gave her like a three month notice. Um, mm -hmm. so, so we can hire and replace um, because I, I knew I wanted to become an entrepreneur. And at that point, Sidrit, um, I didn't know that I was going to land in the lending field. I just knew I wanted to do something with real estate. Um, and here we are, right? One day I decided to get my license and I said, you know what? My father has some skills in, in learning how to put a loan together, but I have the people building skills. I have the process building skills. Um, and five years ago, we started uh, rocking and rolling and, and, you know, we did a hundred million dollars in volume last year and, um, and streamlined processes. And what I've learned is that, we can duplicate this with other businesses, right? So we have we have a skill set and the experience that now we can say, okay, um, we can continue growing our mortgage in the business, right? But now we can say, you know what? What can what else can we do now? Um, and that's where we're at. We're at. We want to continue growing the mortgage industry. That's what caused me to continue to um, try other things. But 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 I, I just want to continue to build businesses. We were talking about Gary V earlier. 
And I love the fact that he has his hands in different things. And, and I think I'm multifaceted like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's not always about being successful at everything. I mean, we want to, obviously our nature wants us to be successful, but it's what you learn along the way. And, you know, full well, you're probably going to fail at, at many things, but those experiences are what, what makes you do better things in the future. And I mean, talk to me about lending a little bit, but <clears throat> you said within four or five years, you build a team and you're closing, you closed a hundred million last year. Yeah, we did. So, so Huge. yeah. Break so, that yeah. down. Yeah. How, how many people? Oh, well, it, honestly, the majority of the business was just me and my, and my partner. Right. So what I did was we, we joined, um, we joined forces a couple of years ago. Uh, we started, well, I started in a small correspondent lender um, and he was a branch manager there and we were doing things together and we realized, you know what, let's leverage our resources together. Right. And we started doing that and we moved to our current company, uh, you know, about two and a half years ago. And, uh, and yeah, you know, we built a team, uh, you know, so him and I are 80% of the production, right? We, we have, you know, my father still works for, for us and, and I have a couple of our loan officers, but we still are producing branch managers. But the fact is that we built a nice business because we were able to hire assistants and we were able to hire, um, you know, uh, processors and, and virtual that we have, I started a virtual assistant company, right? So, because, because we realized that we have to leverage that time. So, mm -hmm. you know, cool thing is, is that we've been able to grow rapidly because we had some good people, which is honestly, you know, if, if you're going to grow a business, you have to have good people around you. And we were able to build some good processes as well. That's, that's huge. Hey, listen, 2022, did you mean a hundred million in 21 or 22? No, no. So 21, we finished a hundred million. 22, we finished with a 30% reduction. We just finished, we were at 70 million. Which is not like, bad, which is yeah, not so because yeah. I know many lenders um, around here, they did 70, 80% less. Yeah. Because all, you know, 70%, 80% of their business in 21 was refinances. Correct. Um, and yeah, I, I was talking with my partner, Steve, as well the other day. And same thing. We were looking at some numbers at how our competition did last year. And yeah. it, it's, it's scary. Right. And here you are guys like you, it's like, well, I'm going to take some market share. Um, I mean, I had a reduction in business too. I mean, personally, I closed 24 million in 21. Right. And then I, I, I closed almost 18 uh, last year, but majority right. of those were, were uh, purchases, which, yep. which, you know, they're going to translate into refis down the road. Uh, but right. it goes it goes to show you're you're doing the right things, hiring a sales assistant, you know, like you, you can't be in all places at all times. Right. I mean, you can only do so much. Right. Yeah. You, you have to you know, you have to know what you're good at. And and, you know, our job in this business is to ABC. Right. Always be connecting, you know, and and when you find yourself doing uh, $15 an hour, or $20 an hour job, then, then, you know, you, you're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and bringing the business in and connecting and, and developing those relationships. Right. So, you know, uh, we, we knew that early on. And, and I think that you hit the nail right on the head with purchases. We, we, we're one of the top purchase 
branches in the in the company, you know, uh, and we're a nationwide we're a nationwide company, and and we're we're we've always been focused on that, right? I think what our mind frame has been that refinances are the icing on the cake, right? Yep. Um, you know, maybe we might see one or two more booms until we retire, right? Um, you know, but but right now we're focusing on, hey, how can we continue to uh, uh, build that purchase pipeline? I agree. I agree. So what's one thing that you're you're gonna attribute your success to? Like what is one trait or even even an action that you've been doing these last four or five years that that has led you to this massive success in the past couple of years? Because obviously it starts from somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Um even though I've been in the mortgage industry for five years now, Sidrit, right? I, I, I have 14 years of leadership experience, right? And that has translated into the mortgage world, right? Once the first couple of years where you really had to just learn guidelines and how to put things together, right? Um, it, you, you're able to say, okay, well, now that I get it, now that I can, you know, be in the weeds and be able to handle a loan, let me go ahead and make sure that now I start to leverage my myself with my team and technology, right? Um, and and I think that one of the things that I teach, I'm teaching, I'm actually going to be teaching my company tomorrow uh, nationwide. We have, you know, we're going to be, uh, you know, several hundred LOs that are going to be part of this call. And we're going to be talking about, you know, planning and strategizing. And I think that's something that I'm really good at. You know, I think, uh, you know, in the beginning of the year, I always have clearly defined goals. Um, and and I think, you know, and, and I go around and I teach real estate offices. And this is one of my value propositions as well is, hey, let me go teach some agents on how to be more planful. Right. How to how to how to track your time. And and one of the things is that I'm, I set my goal and and then you reverse engineer those goals right into, hey, this is how many how much money I want to earn or how many families I want to help, right? Um, and what does that translate on a on a monthly, on a weekly, on a daily basis? And that's the trick, right? Once you know what you have to do on a daily basis, and are you holding yourself accountable? And I was holding myself accountable to say, hey, I'm supposed to get three leads a day, 20 leads a day, whatever it is. And it's a Wednesday and I haven't gotten that yet. What am I doing? How do I have to pivot? Because people wait till the quarter, to the sec, to the end of the year. And at that point, it's too late. So if you start now, we're in January 10th, right? If you start now and, and really hold yourself accountable on a daily basis from that reverse engineering plan that you've given yourself, you're going to be able to reach your goals. A hundred percent. And for those of you that are in the mortgage industry, anything you're closing now is the result of what you did 90 days ago. So if you're picking up the call, uh, the phone, calling agents, any other partners that you deal with, clients, prospects, likely in 60 to 90 days, that's what's going to translate into like closed business. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably the same for realtors, right? So when business started going down a few months, I mean, not a few months, I would say six months ago, more than six months ago now. People were like, ah, you know what? It's summertime. Let me relax. Times are going to get better. They kind of like slacked on activities. And I know people that they haven't closed the deal in a few months. Why? Yeah. Because they slacked for a couple of months. 
or they did take two weeks vacation or or they went to Europe, right? Uh, because they had an empty pipeline. And it, it's it's unfortunate, but it, it it goes to show you know it's like your 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 whatever goal you you set yourself, that's what it translates into. And you you gotta have clearly defined goals, um, e- even if it's like super super simple, you know, like I want to close ten million dollars a year. What does it mean? It means I'm gonna make ten calls a day. If if you're into calling, if you're into a business that that makes calls, um, you know it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think that's that's what most people fear. It's like they they make things super complicated. They make like these, you know, color coded goals, and you know, like I gotta attain this to attain that. No, it it doesn't have to be that that difficult. And 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 I'm sure you the easier you make it for yourself and your team, I think the, the easier it is to translate into other, uh, into more success. Sorry. I agree. And I think that once you, once you pick those activities, Sidra, I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of professionals in, in our, in our world, they, they are, they, they don't have consistency. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to say you're going to show up to one event a week, Right, which which is whether it's a trade organization event, right, in your community, whether it's an open house that you're going to go to, right, um, do it. You got to do that for for ninety days, six months, right. And people give up too easily when they start doing things, and after a few weeks, they feel like, man, I'm I'm not getting any results. You have to realize this is a relationship game, and it takes months and years in some cases. So you have to stay the course and be consistent. So whatever activities, and I agree with what you said, you have to, it has to be simple, but stick to it, right? And after, you, after you've been doing it for, for, for three months, for six months, you can start to measure some of the ROI. And I think people give up on those activities way too quickly. A hundred percent. So you mentioned you go out there on, um, you, you, you talk to realtors, you do presentations in front of realtors. Are those actually in person or through Zooms or a combination of both? Yeah, it's a hybrid. So, you know, when I first started in this, in this business, I was on the street all the time, right? I, I, I remember my second year doing this, I think from January to March, I, I, there was one time that I did 17, you know, home buying seminars. And, and I've really grown my brand and we've grown our business through education. Right. We're, we're on Spanish Channel Television every Sunday morning, educating the community. Um, and the beginning of the year, we like to do these, you know, uh, at the end of the end of the year, we like to do these these planning seminars with people. Right. Because I think I think it's something that's very important. Beginning of the year, we want to continue educating the community. I, I've had I have five um, uh, first time home buying seminars slash webinars already scheduled on the books. This is a way to that when we're meeting new realtors or new brokerages or new teams, I add value by saying, hey, I have a cookie cutter presentation. I think it'll be great for you to add value in the community. We can post it on social media and also we can brand ourselves as educators and who's going to say no to that, right? So it's a way exactly. that you can add value for free or relatively cheap. So so we are educators. Now, I, I also look at my time, you know, uh, and I try to control my, my time and I try to do as many things online as possible, 
right? Um, but I think in 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 some in some cases, if I'm gonna go ahead and do a first time home buy seminar at a church, right? You know, you can get 50 people if you if if you go to the community, right? And you work and you work with the pastor, right? And 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 you're you're, you're promoting this for a few weeks, and and churches are a great way to to go ahead and educate the community right so i think i think now in the beginning of the year when we're not busy and i know this is i know this market's it's it's different than than than, than we've been used to but even in the normal cycle of real estate the first quarter we should be out there educating people about first-time home buying because right people are filing their taxes people have this on their vision board right everybody's pumped up this is on their goal right for 2023 so you have to be known as an educator of the one that's going to go ahead and 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 be the expert right that advisor to the community that's so good brother i mean especially you know by spring market march april you now have a pipeline that's full and that will probably determine the rest of the year for you. So Correct. And, and, and the bigger your pipeline, right? So now when I tell my, I have a few loan officers that I'm developing and I'm working with and, and, and I tell them, Hey, listen, I know right now the, 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 the contracts aren't as plentiful as they were right in the past, but we have to measure our success with our activity, not necessarily with sales contracts, right? Mm -hmm. So so our activity is how we have to measure our success. At the end of the week, how many people did I educate? How many people did I connect with, right? Because if we do this for three months, for six months, right? And if inflation continues to come down and if rates come down a little bit, right? Um, by the summertime, there might be an uptick. And now we can benefit from everything we've been doing for the first half of the year. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. How, how are you building relationships with new realtors or new referral partners? What, what is that like? Is, is it the, the presentation? Hey, let me come to your office, talk to all of your agents and let you know what's happening in the market right now. Or, Hey, I can do things differently than the other lender or the lender you're working with, what is that? How how are you getting these appointments and creating these these new relationships? That's a that's a great question, right? Um, I, I I do twofold. So I do have I mentioned that I do have a, a team of virtual assistants, and I have a virtual assistant that basically I hit. I tell them what zip codes to hit and even other states that I'm licensed in. And all they're doing, Sidrid, is calling realtors and saying, hey, we'd love to have just a quick meet and greet with Eric. And they pull up their MMI. I know what the production is. So uh, I just had a call right before I jumped on this podcast with someone right in New Jersey. Uh, and I knew that person's volume already, right? I knew where they worked, right? So, and now they also gave me what their Facebook link is, if there is one. So now I'm able to go ahead and research and Facebook stalk this person, right? Before I, before I talk to them. So then that, in that way, when we have that initial conversation, I'm shutting up most of the time, right? It, it's, you know, you, you know, Rick Ruby in the core four, right? Talk about frogging, right? You know, you talk about family, relationships, occupations, goals, and, and you're asking questions about that realtor. And quite honestly, you know, the value proposition is, is really quick at the end. They say, hey, I, I, the conversation goes like this. I'm not here to take away from the relationship that you've been built building with other 
lenders. I respect that. I'm a lender myself, right? I want to build relationships with people. My job is to add value and see if we can add more business to your pipeline, right? And here's how we can potentially do it, whether it's educational uh, events, whether it's doing, you know, using social media, right? I, I use social media a lot. Let's do Facebook Lives together, right? Let's go ahead and make sure we, we're doing things together every Friday. Let's do a quick 15-minute Facebook Live. And now you know you now you are branding yourself as an educator. All these realtors are being told the same thing, leverage social media. So how can I use what I'm good at to help them, right? So so those are the things that I tell them. I say, hey, uh, uh, I'd say, hey, this is what, what is working. One of the things, Sidrit, that is also working now, I have MSAs with some brokerages, right? Um, and we're doing Zillow leads and Realtor.com leads or whatever, right? And you have to make sure you continue the relationship and measure the ROI. But one of the relatively cheapest ways to add value right away and add leads right away is Facebook leads, right? So I have an assistant that, excuse me, creates Facebook ads. And if there's a team that I want to work with, I say, hey, let's create a new business. Before we start talking about all this ad spend and these MSAs or whatever the case may be, let's put, we're going to create a Facebook group together, right? I, I'm, I'm, we're going to go ahead and we're going to spend $200, $300, something small. But what that does is that's, they show that I'm uh, our follow-up on these leads, right? And Facebook leads are not as ready as a Zillow or realtor.com lead, right? You got to nurture them a little bit more, but if you get a Facebook lead and their credit score is low, right? I love those individuals because now I'm helping them improve their credit and now they're going to have more loyalty to me. So when they're ready in six months or a year, it comes back, we nurture them, right? And the good thing is that I have the team and the processes to allow that nurturing to happen, right? Um, so so now, right, we're going back and we're, we're kind of dancing, right? And creating these lead generation. How do we follow up? I'm using WhatsApp groups. We're using email. I have a virtual assistant that follows up with these leads as well. And what happens is that they see the system working, they see the CRM working, and now they start to sending you their own leads and their own people, and you start to develop a relationship. So many times before you even convert one of these Facebook leads, you're converting a lead that they gave you because they're already you're already developing that relationship. So that's a great inexpensive way to start working with some teams and some groups, right? To start expanding your business. A hundred percent. And we all know that, I mean, us, meaning us in the mortgage industry, that you don't have to be the point of contact all the time, right? I mean, hey, it's Jim from Sidrit's team. Hey, it's John from Eric's team. But they'll always remember that that you're the point of contact. You All you need to do is one lasting impression and your team can do the rest. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that, I mean, I love like... In our industry, there no deal is the same. There's, you know, I, I love getting involved in those deals. But in many cases, a lot of deals are also straightforward. So that do not require your attention. You know, like your attention should be in generating more business, talking to more referral partners. And yeah, you're going to have those problem deals. Appraisal comes in lower. You got to talk to listing agent, buyer's agent, whatever it may be, right? Uh, but for, you know, if you have a system in place, which it sounds like you have a terrific system in place and congrats, um, I think realtors should have a system in place like you do, not only just lenders. Uh, 
anyone can, you know, like you, you can, from what I understand is you can have virtual assistants from Philippines doing $10 an hour activities for you and they can measure it, how many calls they made, you know, like, and, and it's outstanding, you know, like I, I need to implement some of these myself. Uh, you know, I recently switched to East West Mortgage and we're building something uh, great here. I mean, from the ground up, uh, it's it's a smaller company, four and a half years in 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 the uh, you know as as a company. But uh, that's that's our next steps. Uh, you know, to to build something like that. But congrats. I think I think it's so key, right? And and I kind of stumbled upon it, Sidrid. I, I you know one of the first teams that I started working with, right? Um, you know, it was a very successful Remax office where actually the the owner has 20 plus offices right um throughout the the east coast and one of the things that he did was he actually you know hired a staffing agency in the philippines and that's how he operates right he spends a lot of money on 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 zillow and those kinds of things right but he has a system in place of dozens of these virtual assistants that assist his big teams right and and uh and it works and you know he amazing training and and when I, he's actually the one that trains these individuals so i started working with a team leader and and i started paying for one of these so we said hey can we grab one of these people and i remember waking up at six in the morning being part of the training and that's where that's the key right for these virtual assistants and the cool thing was that i that, that I, I wasn't even the person that trained them it was a remax agent with remax scripts on these calls and whatnot, right? For both buyers and sellers. So now my team is, is able to do both. And the cool thing is, is that I just asked that virtual assistant, do you have another, do you have a friend? And we train that friend. And then do you have another friend? Right now I have somebody managing social media. I have somebody managing leads, both both buyers and sellers, because I, I can also talk to a listing agent and say, hey, I can provide this service for you, right? I can help you call these leads and convert some of these listings, right? And and you know, and when people when you when you have a strong listing agent, right? You know, open houses are yours, right? Your, you know, a lot of these buyers that they get from advertising the, these listings, you know, can can be yours as well. So the fact of the matter is, is that I want to make sure that I'm adding value any which way I can. I even most recently, Sidrit, right? I'm trying to do more content, right? I'm trying to I, I want to continue more educating content. And I have a videographer Shoot, we, we, we're shooting content, but what what's what's costly is the editing, right? Because quite honestly, you can get a new iPhone 14 and you know and and just go out there and record and have some scripts or whatnot. But what takes time is the editing. So I hired a video editor from the Philippines, right? So now is is cost is is reducing my cost, so then that way I can create more content and have somebody overnight, right? Pumping, you know, doing doing my my video edit, so I can pump out more content more frequently, right? Um, so, so again, you have to, you have to leverage that, right? There's a lot of different ways of doing it. Um, and then one of the things that I wanted to mention as far as, you know, uh, um, building business with realtors, right. Is, you know, going back to, going back to the system, I think that I'm very open and honest and I educate them about my process and how we work. And I say, hey, I'm typically the first point of contact, right? If they have anybody that's looking to purchase a property, but then after that, my team takes over, right? You know, as soon as somebody applies online, um, you know, my team is saying, hey, you 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 applied online, 
Um, you apply it online. We let, let's go ahead and, you know, we need these, these documents. I tell them I don't paper chase, right? They're, do, they're running, they're doing the pre-approvals, they're running the LP, right? They're making sure that everything is on the money. And then I'm, I'm the point of contact. But then what happens is that when we're under contract, my biggest, I have a 15 minute, 10 to 15 minute conversation, typically with a new realtor, if I've never worked with them, so we can talk about expectations, what's going to happen. So then mm -hmm. that way they know how I work. And I and now what happens is I'm also educating my realtors on how we work. So that way they're not calling me and they're calling my team. And that frees me up now, right? Um, I'm a 5 a.m. right? I, I, I've always been an early morning riser. I eat the frog first thing in the morning. Anything that's hard, anything that, that requires a lot of brain function activity, I do right away. The cool thing, though, is once my team is in, they, it, they do everything. And it frees me up the rest of the day to move about freely and to talk to as many people as possible, right? So so the cool thing is, is that I'm not glued to my desk. My, my laptop is closed by nine in the morning most of the time. Right. Uh, because my team handles most of the stuff. Um, and I'm, and then whenever we come across something that they can handle, we learn together so they can handle it in the future. Right. I love it. So if you can share what your team is composed of here in the U.S. and what the sales assistants or these virtual assistants are in the Philippines, and I would be curious to know how much it's costing you per month for these virtual assistants, just so our audience can have an idea of the cost. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, first, as as a branch manager, right, you know, um, and again, this is Rick Ruby, core four. I was a student of his, um, you know, my first year in this business. Um, it's all mathematical, right? If you have 15 loans in the pipeline, you want to have an assistant to help you with that, right? If you have 30 loans, you want to have two assistants and a processor to help you with that, right? So it's all mathematical. Obviously, the more experience they have, they may be able to handle more or or, or at least more um, uh, responsibilities, right? But that's it's been simple like that, right? And, and it, it hasn't failed because as I was getting there, I was like, okay, it's time to hire somebody else. Do not be afraid to hire because that person that you're going to hire is going to take you away from that $15 an hour job, right? You know, a $20 an hour job that if you have an assistant in your office that you're paying, it's going to take you away to go ahead and do a, a job that's worth hundreds of dollars an hour, right? Now, going back to virtual assistants, right, depending on what the skill set you need, right? When I first started with my first virtual assistant, I was paying her $3 an hour, Cedric, $3 an hour. Right now, she's at $6 an hour because she's been with me for three years and she helps me train everybody else. So she's doubled her income. But then I have virtual assistants at $3 an hour that are newer with me. I have my videographer that's $4 an hour, right? Wow. So, so, so when you do the math, you know, so that's why what I did is I actually started this company and I actually am outsourcing. So when, when I have realtors reach out to me or even lenders reach out to me, I say, I I have a team. I have I have 30 resumes right now of, of other virtual assistants that are ready to join the team that as we as people sign up to our company. Right. My auxiliary company. Right. We just go ahead and hire them and train them. and They're ready to go. Right. And the cool thing is that we have the infrastructure to train more and more people. And we're able to expand and we want to get to 300 clients. Right. You know, by the end of 2025 is, is the goal. Um, so that way, you know, what it is, is now we're going to provide a service where instead of you having to hire and train, we do that for you. That's outstanding, man. 
that's i think you've you've kind of unlocked what you need to do next and i think you like you said you you have clearly defined goals you know like you want to get to help 300 people right by 2025 and this is how you're going to get there good for yeah, you and, that, and now this is just just again 300 people just in the virtual assistance world right so so this is this is just professionals business to business and it doesn't have to be just lending we starting in lending we starting in real estate because that's what we know but there's a lot of other professionals right insurance agents accountants right what, that can use some virtual support so i'm this is just an auxiliary business that i started because we've been doing it and and as i'm coaching more and more people now and i'm being asked to speak more so i'm like you know what this can be a viable business right i i, I had a meeting with, i had a meeting with a business partner yesterday and we want to be a 250 million dollar branch right that's our goal and lastly what are your next goals beside what you've already told us i mean you're you're an ambitious guy. You're already doing a lot, if you ask me. But anything else that you haven't shared with us that you got going on next? Oh man, um, yeah, you know what? And it's completely left, completely left field, Cedric. Right. So my daughter is 19 years old, and uh, and she's an up and coming music recording artist, and uh, and I am her manager. So I am learning the ins and outs of the music business. Um, you know, she has five singles out and we just signed a five song production deal. And, you know, tomorrow wow. we're in, we're, we're in New York and we're doing a photo shoot for her next single releases. And in February, we're going to film the video, her first music video for, for, uh, for the, one of the next singles that we're going to release. So right now I'm, I'm using these processes and these steps to learn now the music business. And you know what? I, my day is still filled with with learning about real estate and mortgages, right? But I'm also reading books about music industry and whatnot, right? So, you know, uh, she wants to do this. Um, you know, she's been in arts for her whole life. Um, she was a stage child, so you would, right? She's been on. She's been signed to a talent agency in New York City, and she's been doing television and commercials and print ad. Um, but now she's dived in, uh, dove into the music world, so. I'm her uh, music manager, so you will, and I'm learning. So that's exciting because I'm working alongside my daughter as well. That's huge, man. Congrats to her first and then you for, you know, like pushing her along. Uh, our boy Gary V would say, look at NFTs and music are going to change music. So see if, if there's anything you can utilize with, with the NFTs once she gets somewhere. So these like... Um, music producers don't eat up all her money right <laughs> or all I'm her profit. i'm learning yeah i'm learning that it takes a lot of money so you're absolutely right we got to be resourceful and, and we got to be innovative yeah well not to promote gary v or anything but uh he's got his vcon may 18th through the 20th if you could make it i would love to meet you in person um you know it's been a pleasure to have you on Hoping we could do this again in the future, uh, and 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 see your future success. I I, I have a lot of like follow up questions. So <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, yeah, I would love to help. Right, I um, you know, I'm I I'm my my coaching organization that I'm part of now. I'm part of 2020 Vision for Success with Christine Beckwith, who's built. She helped build um Annie Mac right for many years, and now she's a coaching. She's and now she's coaching me. 
not on, not only to become a, a a better mortgage professional, but to be a speaker and and you know and I'm working with directly with her team now, and she actually knows Gary V. She's been on stage with Gary V. and 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 has 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 spoken alongside him. So um you know I'm utilizing that relationship too to build my platform to continue to educate because I think that you know through education you can grow any business. Good for you, man. I'm I'm super blessed to have you on here, and. Uh... Wish you nothing but success, good health, uh, happy 2023, and uh, look forward to speaking with you soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means so much to me. And one way for you to support me is by following this podcast and liking this episode and also by leaving a review. In addition, don't forget to check out my Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at sidrit.veseli for more daily content. If there's anything I can help you with, message me directly on any of my platforms. Thank you and talk to you soon.